peoples of the internet. Welcome to episode 130 of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. Tyler, I've got a lot of energy right now. You do. I'm feeling it. It's, it's hitting me. It's, I'm going to take another sip What here. is this again? A rock this, star? This is Rockstar X Durance Energy. Okay. Also seen if you are a Giant Bomb fan on the stage there. Where they, that's how, <laughs> I, that's how I found out about this. Yeah. Real influencers over there. Yeah. Every time I listen to their like Bombcast or something, I feel like I need a... <laughs> A, a energy drink but uh man Woo! this is like a, a weekly energy drink God podcast damn. yeah this you know what let's look this up let's do we'll some research do some research because this thing has 300 milligrams of caffeine per can yes oh uh, yeah it's more caffeine than i guess most energy drinks have it also contains zero sugar I'm just going to read off what, you know, the stuff they always have around the top of the can just to advertise. Has arginine and creatine. This thing has that creatine shit in it. And so up to 400 milligrams of caffeine a day appears to be safe for most healthy adults. Are you a healthy adult? Um, I would like to think so. So, you're safe. Well, that's not counting the coffee I had earlier today. That's okay. So, probably got. All right, one last thing then. <laughs> I, okay. We're, we're, we're trying to find out if I'm accelerating myself towards death. The average caffeine content of an eight ounce brewed cup of coffee is 95 milligrams. I'm going to tell you it was more than an eight ounce. Coffee, so I am going. Doctors are way mad over. At me. Yeah, <laughs> doctors probably think I have a problem, and I likely do. I consume caffeine on a daily basis. Yeah, but man, endurance. I think, I think most people uh, consume caffeine. Well, in I a day. I seek out concentrated doses. Okay. I see. Whereas most people probably don't seek out concentrated doses. Right. Because there's caffeine in a lot of different things. Yeah. I'm not a coffee guy. Mm. Just don't like the taste of it. So that's why I drink energy drinks. But then energy drinks are probably way worse for you than coffee. Probably. <laughs> I. You know, as One much, could as much say, shit as I'm seeing on the ingredients here, I would say, yes, this thing is probably worse for you than coffee. Yeah. I mean, one could say you could just get a good amount of sleep and then wake up and, like, eat some fruit. That doesn't work. And I'm that like... That doesn't work? No. You know, there's too much to do in a single day. I don't need to sleep. What's sleeping? You're not sleeping tonight. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Super energy. Ah, who, who, need, who needs to sleep? Yeah. Maybe I go out and uh, hit a midnight release of Spider-Man. There you Although go. Although I doubt I can do that without a pre-order because places are ridiculous like that. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man tomorrow. Yeah. Excited? I am very excited. I've seen some too. gameplay of it. Yeah. I've watched some streams that I probably shouldn't have watched. I I know a little bit about Spider-Man tangentially, and I've read some lists, some reviews. I've stayed far away from this. I, I don't can't. Want, I, I don't just, want to know a damn thing. Besides, I've only listened to reviews. That's mm, it. Okay. 
So I think like, yeah. And even so, like, I feel like even some reviews kind of like, well, I would have liked that to be a surprise Mm -hmm. for some things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, they're here. The video games, they have arrived. All my my gamer senses are tingling. Yes, exactly. Uh, Because we have Spider-Man and we got Destiny 2 Forsaken this week. Yeah. I got Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, boy. This week. Oh, boy. Wow. A lot happening. It is. I guess uh, let's save the Destiny 2 talk for last because I'm sure we have a lot to say. Yes. We've both played a solid amount of Forsaken. Uh, I haven't played it since Tuesday, but Tuesday I played it for literally, no joke, 10 hours straight. Huh. Huh. (laughs) Because I'm like, I can't play Wednesday. I probably can't play Thursday. I won't have internet Friday until late Friday. I'm busy Saturday. I'm probably still going to be busy Sunday at least, maybe. So it's it's going to be just a few more days until I can play. So I'm playing as much as I possibly could. Okay. So that that was my thought process. So what non-Destiny stuff have you played? How's Dragon Quest? Have you played it? Uh, yeah, it? I, I got to play about, I want to say, an hour and a half, two hours of it before coming in here today. And uh, it's... It's a Japanese role-playing game in yeah. which d- you take turns, <laughs> select moves, and attack. It's got a really cool art style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it, so I finished Nino Kuni two also, and I'm I'm looking mm-hmm. at those two games side by side. They're very different games, just the way that they're played, but both be- being Japanese and having art styles that come from the same kind of group but there's so there are like differences in that like i i'd say nino kuni draws more like the like the studio ghibli the kind of look and then uh dragon quest is more of like a modern anime look okay i got you and it's i I like it. I, I like both of these games. I, like I said, I finished Nino Kuni 2. Wrapped up really quickly. Like, it accelerates at a bizarre rate towards the end. Hmm. Is it hard towards the end? Does it got a good um, ending? So, it's really strange how they did difficulty towards the end of uh, Nino Kuni 2, where the recommended level for the final group of quests is like between 50 and 55, but the final boss you actually fight is level 72. Whoa! But they don't scale the damage it deals. It's more of scaling, like, it just became a big sack of hit points. I see. So what level are you by the time you Uh, get to that final boss? When I finished, when I beat the final boss, I was level 54. I created a separate save so I could go back and 100% it if I felt Mm -hmm. like it. Um, yeah, it's, I had fun with it. I will likely go back and 100% of it, do some of those side quests, because there's some charming, cheerful writing in there. And that's something I need every once in a while. Yeah. And then, going to Dragon Quest Eleven, man, it is... Do they play totally school? different? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dragon Quest... Uh, Alright, Nino Kuni 2 is more like a modern video game. I'd call it similar to Kingdom Hearts and how it plays. Okay. In the little bit I've dappled with Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Dragon Quest Eleven, it's 
a very much an old school game in yeah. a new in a new presentation. Is that but a very good much or bad thing? I see. I have an affinity for that kind of game, mm. but I know a lot of people who don't have the patience to do like turn based combat and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm having a blast with it. It's got good music. It's got like. Some of the sound effects it puts in there sound like very old school. Like there, there's some uh, touches back to like '90s JRPGs mm-hmm. in there. Okay. Sweet. But yeah, I'm I'm having a lot of time with it. I'll definitely be playing more of it as I have the time to. <laughs> as you t- have find like 90 more hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, just just punch me while I'm down. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm just saying. I've heard that's a very long game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess I, cool. I haven't actually looked it up, but mm-hmm. we'll Sweet. see. I've also played some Rocket League now that they've released the Rocket Pass. Mm-hmm. There are some cool ass items in that Rocket Pass. Does it work a lot like Fortnite's? It's different. Okay. It's totally experience driven. So it's. A huge grind. Yeah. Mm, that sucks. They didn't implement challenges because they were concerned that it would change players' behavior during the matches to work towards those challenges, and I, I can get see that. that. Yeah. But then you gotta fine-tune that that experience yeah. requirement then, because that just Because I've sucks. played... Okay, so I've played five hours of Rocket League this week. Mm-hmm. I've gone up two tiers. Wow. How many are there? There are 90 that I can see on the pass right now. Holy mother balls. And how long does this thing last? Until November 26th. Wow. They've estimated, uh, on their blog post about this, they estimated that it would take about 100 hours to complete. That is ridiculous. If you ask me, that is 100% ridiculous. I mean, Fortnite takes a while to do, but not 100 hours. And you can level up pretty quick. Yeah. In that. And and that's that's kind of ridiculous because you're you're putting, you know, the carrot on the end of the stick so far away from players that they might not even get there. And it's like, hey, sorry. Time to time to pay up again. Some of those items look really fucking rad. And towards so towards the end, like uh up to level seventy, you know what you're getting. Seventy and beyond uh, it's got each level is like an item that is either certified or painted or something like that. It gives you a random item dropped with those qualities. I see. So you don't know what's beyond level seventy. Hmm. And it's and Damn. it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, is it the same amount of experience to get? Yeah, to it each is. Tier? Okay. And it's the same. Weirdly, it's the same amount of experience it takes to level up. 20,000 experience. Okay. And uh, with the Rocket Pass, if you buy the Premium Pass, you get a 50% boost. And with that, I average about, like, anywhere between fifteen and 1,600 experience points per match. And you're so that's a good like, player. <laughs> it, it's not even that. It's not even, like, score is hardly a factor okay. in that. Uh, consecutive matches in public... Hughes contribute to it. Um, MVP contributes to it. Uh, but they're so small. The, the only real chunk of it is the, just completing the match, which is based on how long that match takes. I see. 
and that's usually a base of around a uh, thousand points you get there which with the 50 percent boost boosts you up to 1500 and then whatever you get from i got you the other stuff okay damn though yeah it is a huge <laughs> grind that's that's just kind of crazy to me yeah it's uh the rocket pass costs about 10 bucks except they want you to pay in keys so you go buy 10 keys to turn in for the rocket pass i think that that it's kind of dumb but that's how they got around with out having to do a client update i think okay but you can only buy like eight keys right what you can you can only buy like eight keys you know so then you have to buy like two things i mean i really don't know but that's how those things usually work no no uh no you can buy them individually it's like one five ten and twenty keys packs that you can buy and you can if you fucking grind your way through it you can earn back eight of those ten keys I see. So not the entirety of the, of the mm. next rocket pass, which is kind of strange. But I also, it's, it's kind of strange because that thing is also the same thing you get to open the randomized crates, which are still dropping. Oh, so it's like, what are you using on? Yeah. Mm. I don't know if I like that, man. I mean, I'm not playing it, but I, I, that just kind of sounds a little slimy to me, this whole thing. It sounds a little Me Too for Fortnite, you know, to be like, you, you know, replicating the success of that. I don't know. Yeah, it is, but it doesn't make the adjustment that Fortnite does in having, oh, here's just a market to buy the items with the currency. Hmm. Instead, you either use the currency to buy the battle pass or open a random crate in which there are no random crates in Fortnite. It's just that their items are super fucking expensive. Yeah, that is true. So, like, there, there's a balance there, and I kind I get it. Video games are expensive, and to keep one running is also expensive to keep supporting a game. Man, there's just... Man, I, I can't step away from Fortnite. I, I mean, from Rocket League. Mm-hmm. I did step away from Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> but, man, Rocket League, I can't. I just can't. Mm-hmm. There's something about that game that just scratches itches for me. Yeah. Right on. But I think that does it for all the other games other than Destiny 2 Forsaken. Yeah. Tyler, you spent 10 hours straight playing Destiny 2 Forsaken. I, I might have played 10 hours total <laughs> this week. Yeah. I... um. I've done a lot so far. I think I'm on the last story mission. Have you entered the Dreaming City? No. Okay. Have you? I have, yes. Okay. Like, I think I'm on the cusp of it. The last so quest you... that I got was called Nothing Left to Say. Okay, so you're not you're not there. Okay. Yeah. There's something beyond that. Okay. I see. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... <sighs> There's a lot of things with Destiny 2 uh, Forsaken that I think are good, and not, but not all of it is good. But I think the overwhelming majority is good for for this game and, you know, where it was, uh, you know, just a little bit ago. Uh, first of all, the very first thing that I noticed when it finally went live, well, let, let, me, let me back up for a second. This fucking thing went live at 1 p.m. on launch day. Yeah. Which, 
I hate complaining about it because I don't want to come off as like some entitled asshole. And I don't expect it to be that it's ready to go 100% on launch day. But I'm like, fuck, dude. That's like, like I took the day off to play this game. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted to do. And it, like, there goes over half of my day. The day after. (laughs) I know. Like, there goes, like, over half of my day just waiting because they have to do updates and stuff. Like, I get there was a holiday there, too. Um, Then, if that's the case, then just push your fucking game to, like, Friday or something. You know? Like, I just found that very, very fucking aggravating of, like, all right, I'm up. I'm ready to rock. Wait, 1 p.m. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That, that just was a little frustrating to me. But then hopped in there. Uh, I think the first thing, because the first thing I looked at was like character stuff, all that. How do they change that? And they added the collections in the triumphs tab uh, where your character and inventory and stuff is um i think the collections and triumphs is something that is really sweet Mm -hmm. it really is sweet it's something that the the original version of destiny 2 really needed i think and if they would have had it there it would have really helped appease some long-term players because it also can it's also nice for casual players too you know it's it's just a constant checkbox especially the uh the triumphs which is just sweet like they brought back like a grimoire score again in a way which i like and and man that thing tracks everything and the collections literally tracks everything in the game and the way they break it down by like certain categories certain dlcs certain just planets whatever like is is just sweet the way that's organized i mean fuck it goes down to like the most common shit items you get when you very the first start the game Mm -hmm. i'm like holy crap like it's it's a really sweet way of keeping you engaged of like what do i need and how do i get to it it doesn't tell you how to get it or any of those things but you know it's there mm-hmm. it's pretty cool um so and then the triumphs are the same way like you know right off the bat you probably if you play destiny 2 for a while you probably unlocked like 40 million fucking things that you need to to check yep. off but just to look through of like extra challenges to do in the game you know, it's going to be cool for completionist. Yep. It totally killed. I, I have a little bit of a uh, OCD when it comes to that yeah. kind of stuff. So I have to go check everything off. Yep. yep. So it doesn't have that goddamn plus mark yep. next to it. I'm the same way. I think there's over 700 uh, triumphs to complete. Yeah. It's just fucking crazy. Uh, and you get certain badges too, which is based off of like certain campaigns and DLCs. That's pretty rad. Um, they're, they're, it's a really cool aspect to the game. And I like that it's part of like, it's always there because collections was there when the Taken King launched, but it was only accessible in the tower. All that stuff was. was. Yeah. But now it's like all right there, yeah. you know, and you can literally pull shit out like mm-hmm. right there on the spot. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Um, so then you start off, um, and it starts off with you in the prison of elders. 
Yeah. The campaign does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to get, I want to talk about something before we actually get into it. Like mm-hmm. while we were talking about like accessibility, usability of stuff in the game, I, there are a few things that I think fall drastically short. One being the new infusion system is a pain sucks. in the fucking ass. It totally And it totally sucks. like, it's like, Hey, guess what? Your old gear, fuck that. Yeah. And it put it really pushes on you to fucking use new shit, like stuff that doesn't even look good. They like you wear this yep. blue armor almost all the way through the it, campaign. I, I 100% agree with you. It's an artificial gate that I hate. You know, because now you need materials from planets and yeah, you you get more materials. Uh you get a lot more of that stuff quicker. Mm-hmm. You get it from a lot more from chest and in events and just finding them i get that but it still sucks because it especially sucks because you know i didn't masterwork all of it but you grinded the shit out of getting that solstice of heroes armor and then it's completely irrelevant and you can't upgrade any of it i mean you can but like then you'll get something the very next mission or match or whatever that makes it totally irrelevant and you just wasted all those materials and I don't know why in the fuck you would ever turn your materials into the world vendors. Yeah, it, but they it, still it makes have no sense. that there is an option. I know. Which I'm like, this seems who would do that? Because you, you, you wanna you wanna you know infuse all your stuff. It's I agree. I think that's a that's a step back in my opinion. And I will say one other thing that I don't know why they haven't done this yet. You still can't dismantle a stack of shaders. Yes, you can. Can you? Yes. How? How go, do you fucking do it? Go to the Cryptarch in the tower. Click on him. You'll probably have to page over if you have a okay. ton of shaders. You can, but here's the catch. You can only delete five at a time. So if you have a hundred, you're sitting there for a while. Okay? I went through and deleted every single one of my shaders. Okay, You can only do five at a time. Say you have four left, it just disappears out of that, and then you still have to go in your inventory and delete them one by one. Just let us delete stacks. I don't understand why it's such a big deal. It's probably something to do with their engine or the way this shit works, but it's so frustrating. I, I feel you, because I probably wasted 15 minutes just deleting all that shit. I'm like, this isn't fun. I saw a funny stat. I don't remember the exact stat, but there there was a stat out there of just the ridiculous amount of time Destiny players have spent deleting sh- or dismantling shaders. Yeah, like there was a, a lot, f- <laughs> a lot of hours because the shader system lost. fucking blows in yeah. this game. It it still sucks. And it's in even my like it's exacerbated by the new infusion stuff. So you can't infuse your. St- like with the armor that you have that looks good that has the shader that you want now it's just an even further gate for you to fucking infuse that shit sucks yeah enough bitching let's let's get to the good shit yeah I mean those those two things do suck but there is a lot of good about this so first of all the campaign starts off with a bang that first mission I thought was fucking awesome it was cool to be back in the prison of elders and it hits you if you play destiny if you invested a lot into this universe, like Kate dies, they, Kate they, they deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> Kate deserved it. But but he went out. I mean, he goes out with a bang, and, and that's no spoiler. They showed that at E3. They yeah. literally spoiled the shit out of that at E3. Um, and in the cutscene right before he goes out, damn. 
that was a fantastic cutscene. They released that. Uh, the, you, they where probably it was where did. it was cutting through all the fall in there, and then yeah. gets hit by the flaming mall. Yeah, yeah. They they actually released a trailer of that before okay. Forsaken. Actually, yeah, I, did, I didn't watch that. It's the same thing as that trailer. It's it's wild. Um, that that mission is really good. Uh, it does does hit you in the feels, which Destiny Two hasn't. Destiny period hasn't really hit you like that story wise at all. And so I thought that was uh, very, very well done, the way that they did that. And then you, your guardian speaks again. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. There's another cutscene, and your guardian walks out, he's like, Ultron's mine. And your music's all like, godly. It's, it's, it's funny. It's weird because... Everyone has a custom character, and sometimes the voice doesn't really match what the character no. looks like. It totally matches my dude. Because I got the slick back hair, fucking crazy looking eye. It matches my dude. My lady, my Titan lady, shouldn't sound like a smooth, sexy lady. Mm. Got you. She, I, I expected her to have, like, if she were to have a voice, I'd expect it to be a little bit more gruff. Mm-hmm. A little bit more. Yeah. So, the bad guy... At least so far. I don't know if it changes later. But the bad guy is Aldrin, who is the brother of the Awoken Queen who got fucking wiped out by orcs in the Taken King expansion. And uh, Aldrin's a, a crazy man. He lets all of the baddest of the baddest dudes out of the Prison of Elders. And uh, he's kind of got his his sister in his head a little bit. Which I think there's some interesting storytelling and cutscenes that go on with that. You know, not to really spoil anything, but I, I like that dynamic. You'll learn more. Yeah. I, I assume he's not, not the big bad guy anyways, but uh, it's, it's interesting. I like that. So can't then, imagine him being a raid boss. No, I can't. I can't either. <laughs> I can't either. And there's rumors that it's like some fucking dragon or something. I don't know. Just... Just play it. You go through to what through what you know, and I'll go. No spoilers after where you're where you've stopped. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you uh, then get to the tangled shore, which is on the reef and is a fascinating location. It's a big location. It's a lot of fun to explore, in my opinion. There's a lot of cool things to see, and it's incredibly beautiful. Oh my lord, is it pretty? Yeah, it's and it's just a lot so different from what we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it seems a lot more chaotic. There's a lot more enemies, a lot more just fighting going on all the time, and I, I really like that. Uh, also, the new enemies, the yes. scorn. Uh, I like them a lot. They're my favorite enemy type. Like just design wise, I feel like they they are very strong. I I agree. And in in you know even some of the enemies that you don't think are really that difficult can really wreck you like the ravagers that run up in your face and try to hit you with their big chain mm-hmm. mall thing can really fuck your day up the little screeb guys mm-hmm. that crawl around then blow up like they're pretty crazy um the um the stalkers is that what they're called 
I think they, they, that is yeah. one of the enemy types. I'm not sure. Yeah, they're, they're pretty neat. Like overall, the abominations, like, man. Oh, abominations! Those, yes. those are so awesome. new. Like, yeah. they're, they're, uh, some of the other ones you can map to, like, oh, this is a fallen thing that was turned into this. But those abominations are just so gross, weird. Yeah, they're like so, flesh golems. Yeah. So the enemies are like fallen that have really been like mutated and yeah, they all were, this stuff. It's like, gross. There's this fallen baron called the fanatic. Yeah. That's resurrecting these the these dead fallen yep. into this scorn enemy. It's there's some cool stuff there. Right. Yeah, I I, I really like them. I mean, we got a new I'm going to call them new just because they play so different uh faction in the Taken during the Taken King, mm-hmm. which was the big one from the first game and like yeah they're based off of you know all at literally every enemy but they play so different compared to the actual enemies that they have so it's it's really refreshing like the siva from rise of iron they were fine but they're they're not super memorable to be honest with you um these are cool enemies. Yes. I like them a lot. And um, so the Tangled Shores is pretty cool. There's a lot of cool characters. Petra's back, which is neat. Um, and then you meet this big fat guy called the Spider, which I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, you- I like that guy. Um, you do you do some things. And uh, then you get to a point where you got to take out all of the Barons. Yep. And all of them play different. One by one. Yeah, all of them play differently, and I honestly very much enjoy. Yeah, those missions. bounties were freaking awesome. Like one one of the ones, you fucking go chasing around them around in a vehicle. Yeah, which is cool. I like that. I liked the um, the mind guy. Yeah, I'm forgetting I his full name, but but yeah, yeah. he kind of manipulates some things. I thought his boss fight was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean they're 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 all very neat, and they like I said they do play differently. Like, like uh, the Mad Bomber, I thought that one was, that one was fun. It was kind of difficult too at the time, and you beat him and it's not over. So if you're playing through that, just mm-hmm. just just as a tip, because I literally almost failed because <laughs> I thought it was over, and I'm like, oh wait, it's not. <laughs> so. They're neat. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Is that where you left off? Pretty much. I'm, I, like I said, I think I got a quest called nothing left to say. And I think, I think I'm, if you have, it's making it sound like I'm going to go take out Aldrin in this mission. So that's where I stopped. Okay. Cause I ended up doing some other things, which I'll get to. So I'm not going to spoil anything about that mission. There is a boss fight in that mission, though, that I think is one of the most. It's it's the best boss fight they've ever had in the in this single player campaign side of Destiny wow. Two. That's saying something. That's cool. That very much makes me uh, look forward to playing that. Yes. So. And then post that they send you on. It's not a mission. They they send you on a. I forget what they call them. Uh. What's that tab? The quests, the where the quests are stored. It's it's yeah. some 
something in there. Uh, yeah. But uh, like, there's I'm this there's this shard you that you have to uh, go through different steps of stuff. Okay. And the other thing pursuits pursuits yes yeah. it's one of the pursuits and it does the thing that i really <laughs> don't like in that it ties it to a specific public event in yeah. which you have to complete a side objective That isn't necessarily related to the public event, but it pops up during the public event. I hate when Destiny does these things, man. It's like you want to go try to get to Whisper of Worm. That's a public event. Who knows when it shows up? Yeah, so I, ah, I did that. That's aggravating. It took me a couple tries because one of the times I didn't know what I was looking for. Um, and yeah, it... It was just a little frustrating that it took me multiple tries and hours in which I was mostly just waiting yeah. for the public event to come back around. You'll play the same public event a lot, though. The cryo chain, the cryo pod yeah, one. Yeah, because it's right there. Yeah. In kind of the hub, like just outside the hub on uh, the, this tangled shore. Yeah. Yeah. So I did all that. that. Sucks. And then there's a mission after that. Once you finish this pursuit. And that mission has some very interesting components in it. And I'm not going to spoil any of it. There are some characters that talk to you. If you pay attention, like whenever someone's talking, it'll say mm -hmm. who's talking up there in the top right corner or something. Uh, and then there's a point in which you're with Petra and you have an objective. And this is the first time I think I've seen this in Destiny. You can just stand there and keep talk, continuing the conversation and talk, talking to her. And you get more lore and more story out of it for why you're hmm. doing what you're doing. Interesting. And there's a reveal in that mission that I feel is very satisfying and has me excited for what the raid will be. Okay. Awesome. Looked forward to that. It's yeah. good. So you got to the Dreaming City. Yes, I did. And I did some... I went around the patrol, like... So the Dreaming City, I think, is recommended 550 power for patrol. And by the time I got to it, I was, like, power level 496. Damn. Damn. So it was it was really tough, but I, I just... I didn't really do much in it. I just traveled yeah. around and looked at it, and it looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I'm, I, I am so excited. I, I like that it's, like, a whole other location that's built for Endgame. Yeah. That is perfect. Really is. You'll level up pretty quick, though. Yeah, if I you think. just if you tell yourself that it doesn't matter what I look like. Yeah, I just need I just need the numbers that go up. Yep, exactly. Because because eventually you'll hit the point where the numbers won't go up as much, and then you can really start equipping stuff that you like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I also took some time to play Gambit. Oh yeah, that's that's the one thing I haven't done. Oh, is Gambit. Oh. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. To me, it totally injects competitive multiplayer in Destiny with just like a shot of adrenaline. To me, I fucking love this game mode. So here's how it works. You, uh, you know, it's random what type of enemy you'll, you'll face. So far, I've faced Hive, Cabal, and Fallen so far. Mm -hmm. And I think there's two maps so far for this game mode and two teams of four literally in two different parts 
of the map. You you go and you fight enemies PVE. You kill an enemy, it drops a moat. You have to then take that moat and deposit it. And you want to deposit the moats in groups of five because if I deposit five, I'm going to send a small blocker, is what they're called, yeah. over to the other side. And that's, that's just going to be a small taken phalanx. I can send a taken knight, which is a medium blocker, or I can send a taken ogre, which is a large blocker. Nice. That's 15 moats. That's the max that you can hold. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of strategy there in what you deposit, when you deposit it. You know, do you get five right away and then just send them small blocker over? Because the other team can't deposit and score until they kill that blocker. Okay. So there's a lot of strategy there. And and you if you seriously can get two or three blockers over there at a time, you you really are putting yourself in a good position. So there's a lot of strategy with when you do that. Now, on the flip side, you can send one person on your team through a portal when it opens. Yeah. And you go through that portal, and if you kill the other people, you lo- they lose all their moats. So, and you can see who has how many moats. Okay. So I can go through the portal and be like, that dude has 12 moats. I'm going to try. I'm going to focus on it and him to take him out. Now, when you're through there, you are glowing red. Like, oh. it's so easy to see you. Uh, but if I take that dude out, that's 12 moats that th- that team just lost. Yeah. You can't get him back. And you, even if you die without dying from another player, you lose all your moats. So there's that strategy there of like... Do I save my super for the boss when we spawn the boss? Because you, you, each team goes until they deposit 75 moats, then a boss spawns, the first one to kill the boss wins. And there has been plenty of times where both teams have had the boss and it comes down to like the smallest of fucking things because you can see where the health is at on each side. And like, there's been times where we beat the other team and they had a sliver of health left on the boss. Like, it is fucking intense. But then when it gets to the boss fight, there's even more strategy involved. If you send a person through the portal, kill anybody on the other team, it heals their boss. Oh, so here's the thing. But then you have one less gun on the boss. Exactly. So what's that strategy there? And then also, um, if if the other team spawns their boss, okay, they they got all seventy five. They spawn everything. Now, when you spawn the boss initially, there's a lot of other shit that spawns with it. Yeah. So it's overwhelming at first. Plus, if you have any... So if you're behind then, say your team only has 50 or so, you're still sending blockers over there at them. Yeah. They're having to fight whatever else spawn, the boss and the blockers all at the same time. So it's super, super overwhelming for them. So even if you're behind, you just... You can't panic because now... now it's all about you collecting moats and getting caught up. And there has been plenty of times where I've been behind and uh, we finally got to the point where we summoned the boss and we actually ended up winning the round. And we were behind the entire time. There is a ton of strategy involved with this game mode. And I, I just, I absolutely love it. I, I, I adore it. Um, to me, like... When it comes to competitive multiplayer and Destiny, like this is all I want to play because it's okay. it's also best of two round two out of three rounds, um, and it it's just it's very intense and I, I like it a lot. Now, here's the one major major problem with this game mode is if someone leaves. 
because now you're down a guy. Okay. Now you're overwhelmed because, you know, the game mode is built to have four people doing damage and taking enemies out. So now you're overwhelmed by the enemies. They can still send someone through the portal to wipe you out, take all your moats. Now you're screwed. Like, when someone leaves, there is an absolute huge balance problem with Gambit that I find just incredibly frustrating. And I haven't really seen where it fills that slot right away either with another player. And that, that, that's really unfortunate. Like, I would... And I, I don't know how they would do it. Maybe it's just unfair if they did it. But, I, you know, if someone leaves, like, maybe it's easier to take the enemies out. You know, maybe you're a little bit more powerful against the PvE enemies then, I, mm-hmm. except maybe the boss. I, I don't know. I don't know how, how they deal with that, but that's a frustrating thing. But, dude, I was getting some fucking stuff from that game mode. I was literally getting weapons and armor that was dropping at least 15 to 20 power ahead of where the best thing I had in that slot was I was like, Holy shit. I'm going to keep playing this for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Level up. Yeah. It's fun. We'll, we'll have to play sometime. Cause yeah, I, it's I've been waiting intense. to play that until I have like a squad to roll with. Cause yeah. I can imagine it, it would be a little bit frustrating if you're playing with randos sometimes. And yeah. They just pull an ass. The, at the, move. the thing that always drives me crazy is when I just took out two dudes and now there's like three people on our team running for the same modes. Like just, stop you know it, it, when you have people to talk with of like oh i have eight moats i only need two more mm-hmm. okay i just took out two dudes go grab my moats you know so that way you can maybe send a medium blocker over to really you know cause them a distraction you know yeah. like when you can talk that way i think this will be be a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to playing a lot more of it um, Does it change at all what the blockers are, uh, depending? Or, no. Oh, no. Um, it's always taken. Okay. So that's that's sort of frustrating. And so far, what's weird, I haven't seen any of the new enemies, uh, like around with the new enemies, huh. which is bizarre. Like I said, I've only seen Hive, Fallen, and Cabal. Okay. No so, Vex? No Vex so far. Huh. Yeah. That's fun. I certainly enjoy it. Um, trying to think of what else. I mean, yeah. I think I'm I'm very positive on the story. I'm positive on the new locations. A lot of the just small quality of life changes. Positive on Gambit. Some things that aren't as great still, but it's overall fucking way better than what it was. Mm-hmm. It's certainly the Taken King for Destiny Two. I think. Yeah, it's it's good. It's. I'm curious what the grind looks like at the end. Like, what? Yeah. what is... I'd have to do some research into what, like, the max power is right now before the raid. Because uh, I'd yeah. like to get raid ready. I would, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to get raid ready to do the new raid. Uh, and then also go back yeah, just and wipe the old- rush the old ones that we haven't done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when we're like 575 power, just go back and just wipe those raids out. Because why not? Curious, what, um, what's your power level at the moment? 460. Okay. So, like, I, I'm ready to just finish whatever mission I'm on and then get to that, that part, I guess, where you unlock the Dreaming City. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It is cool. And also just some of the, the way that they changed how you 
uh, I guess kind of the weekly stuff I think is a lot better. So it's not just a static thing anymore. Like they brought back heroic adventures, daily stuff, mm-hmm. which you can get some powerful gear out of that, you know, strikes you can still do. You They've can do like five missions from a uh, spider. Yep. New bounties there. Clan new- bounties. Yep. Yep. That's nice. New bounties from, um, I noticed some new ones from uh, Zavala for Vanguard mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, because before they were just strike specific, now they some of them you can just do out in the world. I think it depends on the day, like just what he has. Yeah. Because today it was all strike specific. Okay. Also, there are bounties for each of the world vendors. Um, that is probably a solid way of getting materials fast because when you complete them you get 10 Mm. of whatever material for that world all right so that'll be a grind eventually i'm sure yep so absolutely but some of the new weapons you know you know just really quick i think are fucking rad i got this rocket launcher that like tracks on yeah i just have to shoot close and then it just boom shoots snaps over that is a lot of fun to use i like that thing a lot so, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely be continuing our journey in Destiny 2. Yeah. Um, I guess while we're on topic here, we can talk about the one Destiny 2 thing I have in here, in which Bungie is cracking down. Destiny 2 players. Yeah, so apparently what's happening here is in order to rank up for the Crucible leveling, whatever people are disconnecting from matches Mm. and somehow that's helping them rank up um understand that yeah it's really weird okay so i'm I'm gonna all right let's see let's see let's see i'm i'm trying to just skim this real quick so Apparently, some people are... Uh, Alright, so the, now that I'm interpreting this correctly, some people are using DDoS attacks against enemy players so that they can perform better in the Crucible against a lesser t- manned team. Okay. That's stupid. That is totally, completely yeah, stupid. Yeah, so what they've noticed is that there are some players who have benefited immensely from disconnects. Wow. On the other team. So they just DDoS the whole team and then they just win the match. Or just a specific player just to get a man advantage. Okay. Or like... All, no. Just, mm. That's lame. So they're, they're, they're uh, starting to uh, ban people from uh, this stuff. And in, they're even going as far as to banning people from PvE. Whoa. Even. I think you should. Yeah. If you're cheating in a Honestly. video game, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a just, video game. It's just Stop not being an ass. Exactly. It's just not fair to everybody else. And how you could do that and think Bungie won't catch you, you know, it's dumb. They can track everything you fucking do. <laughs> so, it's just dumb. Yeah, yeah I am huh. enjoying it. Yeah. It's, I, sure. I, I want to check out Gambit. 
Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to play some of that. And I I, I really just want to get my power level up so I can start doing some of the patrol stuff on in the Dreaming City because the Dreaming City looks so cool. Yeah. And that uh the well blind the, well the blind well mm-hmm. I want to get a group together to do that because yep. that looks like it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Overall, like I'm feeling that mode. Like I seriously the over the weekend I almost just literally went on the PlayStation communities and found people that was like, I need one more person to raid with. Mm-hmm. Cause I was just in that mood to like, go get powerful, cool gear. Um, even though I knew it would become irrelevant, but like that, the shotgun I got from the Eater of worlds raid that we did, I think fucking destroys. I, and it sucks. I can't use it now, but I'm like, I want more of this shit. So like eventually I, I, I really just want to get to that point where we're just going for the powerful stuff. Yeah. So what well, the collections thing made me realize something. I want more linear fusion rifles. Mm-hmm. There's only a handful of them. And they kick ass. They do. I love my crooked fang. I've heard good things about the man of war. Man of war is awesome. You can go get it. Yeah. Go talk to the dude on. I, yeah, I, I, I could get it if I, if I wanted, mm-hmm. but that thing's awesome. Yeah. Um, the sleeper stimulant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that technically a, I I don't have it. So that is a, is that a linear? That's a pursuit from the Warmind DLC. So Mm -hmm. you probably have it. Yeah. yeah. I I have the pursuit. I just haven't followed through. It is a linear fusion rifle. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So that thing destroys. It just looks like a sniper rifle. Yeah. Also one quick thing with Gambit. If you're good at sniping, you should be the guy that goes through the portal because you can just sit in the back from a distance and while everybody's distracted killing stuff to get boats, just pick everybody off. Mm -hmm. That's happened to me countless times. And then you're so far away that it's hard for them to get you. Yeah, because they have to keep killing Mm -hmm. enemies and that that gives your team a chance to even stack up even further on them. Yep, exactly. There was a game where we... Not until the very end did we deposit any modes. Like, huh. we had zero the entire time. Huh. One, because we lost a player. But two, we got wrecked that hard. Because they had just the guy to go through the portal and just destroyed us every time we had modes. So, yeah. That's how a lot of Destiny 2 talk. Um, yeah. But it's solid. I, I recommend if you're on the fence, jump back in. I think it'll bring a lot of people back in. But uh, really quick, just because we have some news to talk to talk to talk about i think i'm almost done with guacamole too okay that's a fucking awesome game uh not frustrating me as much as the first game and maybe it's because of two things one maybe i think it is better designed and two i think i'm just better at guacamole over time because this is like two back-to-back games i'm used to the bullshit that this game can pull at times but damn that's a good game i've enjoyed how i've uh, my how my character has grown. I've enjoyed a lot of the level designs so far. Like there was one that I went through where you're kind of escaping a, a, a location, and it was so fucking fun. So in the first game, you get you could turn into a chicken. This game, you turn into a chicken, and now they gave the chicken a lot of powers. Yeah, that chicken can lay eggs. That chicken okay. can break certain things. That chicken can fuck dudes up. It is awesome. And the, and, and the way that has evolved is probably one of my favorite things about this game. So, And I think I'm going to the last location. All right. Because uh, that's last dialogue I got was like, you got to go to stop the bad guy like now. And like things aren't going too well. I'm like, I think I'm getting there because I've read it's about eight and a half hours long. And 
I've played about seven and a half, so. Yeah, that's a fun game. I finished Batman the Enemy Within, okay. Telltale. Just, it, 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 it sucks that people are so down on Telltale right now because this game is fucking awesome. From start to finish, I very much enjoyed the story of this game. The gameplay is a Telltale game, for sure. And it has its telltale issues, but if you're a Batman fan, you owe yourself to play this game, in my opinion. Because there's a lot of very interesting scenarios they put you in as both Bruce Wayne and Batman that are un-Batman-like. And I think that's one thing I like about it. And the way that certain characters evolved, the way they did certain takes on it, absolutely fascinating. I, I recommend playing Batman in me within. That's about it that I played. I played a little bit more Dead Cells, but uh, I'm a little bit further. I didn't get further, but I've like upgraded myself more. Okay. Went to the toxic sewers for the first time. Oh, yeah. Got my balls handed to me very That's a quickly. Gross place. It is. It is. Especially with those assholes who drop those exploding eggs. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So not that, that was not a good time for me. Uh, but man there was there was like one or two runs when i was playing that i just felt like i got fucking screwed on the weapons end and and i got to like the second area and i did not have good weapons at all and i'm like you're exploring not levels, going are you, well just, yeah dude okay. i'm exploring everything and i'm like fuck this sucks but it's good i've i've unlocked some more things and it's a good game yeah Believe it or not, I played more Stellaris. I won't talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I also continued my Divinity Original Sin 2 game. Uh, I, I played a little bit. I played like maybe three or four hours of that. Got out of the prison. I'm in the... I'm still on the island where the prison is. Mm. And I'm... I've got voices in my head. And that's about where I'm at. Okay. Cool. Uh, last PSA for me is that Halo the Master Chief Collection... Man, they fixed that game. Okay. Superb. That's I've also all got I'll a say. PSA. And it's not from personal experience. It's also Destiny 2 talk. So we're yeah. wrapping back around here to Destiny yeah, 2 why not? again to wrap it up here on the games we've been playing. A PSA. If you use the leveling to get the level boost to get up, you don't get to play the old content. It Jesus. just skips over the old content. Wow. I learned this from one Austin Walker of Waypoint because he used the level boost because he switched platforms or something uh, just so he could play on stream with somebody. And now that character doesn't have the missions, the old content. You can't go back and play it at all. No. Jesus Christ. That is stupid. Yeah. So just a PSA out there. If you want to use that level boost, just know that you're missing out on a lot. It's ridiculous. So, like, can he not go play, like, the daily heroic adventures that are from, like, Destiny 1, or what? Hmm? What are you... Like, or Destiny 2. That's that's what I meant. Like, original Destiny 2. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what the fuck? How do you think video games work? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dude, I wish it worked that way. I'll be honest with you. I wish Destiny but yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't have. Well, he can probably do those. He can do those uh, missions, mm-hmm. but you don't get to play any of the story stuff from that. You don't get to that do the DLC stories and all what that the stuff. Fuck. 
That is fucking stupid. You bought the goddamn game. Yeah, you basically you, you skip those campaigns if you use the XP boost. Dude, you have to get Destiny 2, buy the DLCs, and buy Forsaken. Yep. So you're saying people just have to waste their fucking money just to play? Like, no. That actually very much frustrates me. Fuck that. Wow. Okay. Good on you, budgie. Bungie's like Nintendo I imagine sometime. they'll fix that. I would, I would hope. I would hope. I, Bungie's like Nintendo sometimes. Like, they do some amazing things, but they make some fucking stupid decisions sometimes that make no sense like that one. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've dwelled enough on mostly Destiny 2, but also video games we've been playing yeah. this week. So let's get into the news real quick. <laughs> we are 40-some minutes, 50 minutes, almost an hour into the podcast, and we're finally getting to the news of the week, okay. of which there's very little. There's very True. little news this week. True, and also a lot of Destiny talk is we didn't play Spider-Man yet. Not yet. So I am... Because I'm a fucking madman, I aim to beat that game by next week. Wow. Okay. Cool. I'm aiming to uh, to play it. Okay. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> to, your, to, your di- situa- to dive your current situation. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just hoping to at least dive in for a few hours, uh, just because of things that are going on before next week. Same with Destiny too. Mm, all so, right. Yeah. So you uh, you put this first one in here. THQ, as we know, modern day THQ Nordic, or which was formerly Nordic Games, which bought THQ, they've acquired the Kingdoms of Amalur. Now, Tyler, I haven't played Kingdoms of Amalur, but you have. What does this mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I think this is exciting to be honest with you. So, I only I only played a few hours of Kingdoms of Amalur on PS3, but it's a it's a cool game. It's a very cool game. Uh, it's an RPG from 38 Studios, which made some bad decisions and are no longer a company anymore. Um, but it was a big, sprawling RPG. Uh, very cool art style. Uh, interesting combat in world. Um, in in it, you know, it was third person everything. It, it was a neat game uh, from what I played. I, I just never finished it because um a lot of other things came out. i think i started to play that game around when i got my ps4 okay so i was like i'd rather play on the new thing because i it, it was also for ps3 standards it was a pretty big game mm-hmm. i bought it digitally download speeds on ps3 not good that was awful because it would take forever to download a game and then you had to install it on PS3. So yeah, that, that, that all sucked. But, uh, anyway, THQ Nordic buying this and, and hoping in, in th- that this leads to a future kingdoms of Amalur game is exciting to me because it's a world in a, in an IP that felt a little, uh, obviously underused. Because of that, and because of their whole situation of you know borrowing money and not being able to pay that back, and it was also Kurt Schilling's company, I think it was, which he's a baseball guy. Um, so that was interesting, yeah. but very cool, dude. 
THQ Nordic, say what you want about them changing their name to THQ. They have some really interesting IP now. And they are really building themselves to potentially being a pretty fucking wild publisher. Yeah, I'm just very, very curious how Darksiders 3 turns out. Yeah, because I think we're still waiting. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. Like, we're still waiting on them to start to release these big titles since they changed their name. Um, So Darksiders 3 I'm interested in. Metro Exodus I'm interested in. And, uh, you know, gosh, they have a lot of interesting stuff. And now Kingdoms of Omler is one of them. I think it fits them. I couldn't see Kingdoms of Omler going to any other publisher but THQ Nordic, to be honest with you. Because when they announced that, I'm like, that just makes sense. I'm, so. I'm, tr- I'm doing a search right now. I, I wonder if Kingdoms of Omler is on place PS Now. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious about maybe playing that game. I do have my PlayStation 3, so I could pick up a physical copy if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Searching for Kingdoms of Amalur. Is it on PS Now? It seems like it. Oh, shit. Me. Hmm. Or, hmm. No, maybe not. Yeah. I, because I, I, I searched the site, but it's... Hmm. I'd, I'd have to do a little bit more extensive research. Uh, yeah. Explore catalog? Can I, can I find it this way? I don't know. And searching why, for Kingdoms Why is it so hard to search to see if a game... Because you got to buy in, bro. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, they got some cool new things on PlayStation now, which is why I thought of that. Um, I, I, I'll just go through it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, new games on PlayStation Now service. Aces of the Luftwaffe. Alchemic Joust. Bard's Gold. Bloodborne. Exiles End, God Eater Resurrection, Motor Racer 4, Project Cars, The Shinies, or Shines, The Lightning Kingdom, and The Dwarves. So yeah. Okay. Some big gets there. Yeah. Bloodborne. I totally forgot that they started putting PS4 games on yeah, PS4. It's, That's cool. It is turning into something big. Yeah. Get a full year of PlayStation now. For a hundred bucks. Wow. Which that's a lot of games. It is. It is. Technically over a whole year, it's cheaper than Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Which yeah. would cost you one twenty. Uh-huh. But Games Pass you get to download the games, which I think that's that's, that's kind that's of the, the plus. next step that PlayStation now needs to take is yeah. let you It shouldn't be that hard. I agree. Especially the way that digital licenses have been working for years now. Yep. All right. I think you put this in as a joke. Sort Something of. we can talk about. Sort Not of. video games, but it's video game. It touches video games. Yeah. Henry Cavill to play Geralt in Netflix's The Witcher series. Henry Cavill from Mission Impossible from Superman in the recent DC movies. So he expressed interest in playing Geralt because he is a super fucking nerd and loves the Witcher as a universe. He loves the books, the games. And he's like, yeah, I would love to do that. And I guess Netflix was like, wow, that's a big name. Let's go get him. (laughs) 
Yeah. So now we're going to have Henry Cavill as Geralt in yeah. Netflix. Uh, first of all, okay, I don't mind Henry Cavill. I, I f- just don't like Superman in the recent DC movies. I just, I hate how they did Superman. He's fine. But I also don't think he's like mind blowing or anything. Uh, he's a fine actor. Uh, can he play Geralt? Sure. I mean, I, I'm not gonna judge that until we see it. But two, Netflix making a Witcher series is fucking rad if they put the money into it. Yeah. Now, we've seen with some of their recent original sci-fi outings that they are willing to put a lot of money into it. Because if you go watch Altered Carbon or Lost in Space, holy mother of balls, do those shows look fantastic for a TV show. And it had to have been expensive. Plus, they got really big name talent in those shows, too. So Netflix and, you know. There's a lot of stories out there of like how Netflix is outspending how much they actually bring in for the year and are spending something ridiculous like $8 billion on content or some crazy shit and all this stuff, you know. They, they will shell out the money. Yeah. Yeah. I just really hope they give it their the attention because this could be a huge, huge original series for them that could draw people in because people, so, you know, they like those fantasy th- shows. Now, The Witcher is also a very dense universe that could maybe turn people off. But at the same time, like, you could argue same thing about Game of Thrones. Like, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones has a very rich, complicated world you know and then a lot of other fantasy uh series do so i just hope they put the money behind it. and uh you know getting a big name actor like this shows that they are so mm-hmm. who knows yeah we're probably not going to see that for a little while though yeah I, I, would just now announced. I would imagine yeah, as, uh, yeah as the witcher yeah it's not like there's nothing else to watch on netflix they put out 40 million fucking shows a month. They're like, whether you like it or not, they are like the steam of like TV streaming services. Cause they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. Something might catch on. <laughs> Get everything. I don't know. All right. Well, we're all excited for Spider-Man tomorrow, but guess what? We already know what the DLC is going to be. Ooh. It's going to be some black cat stuff. It's called The Heist. The new, uh, is it going to be the DLC that drops in what? October. No, October? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Which makes me a little bit sad that this probably means we won't see much black cat in the base game. I, I I'd imagine if they're if they're going to have a whole DLC around it, they probably didn't flesh it out in the base game. Mm-hmm. But from what I've sad. heard, there's a lot of other characters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a lot of characters. <laughs> but I feel like Black so, Cat is like it's a big Spider-Man character. Yeah. It is, yes. and I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> this is bad of me to say, but I I. I, I'll probably just buy the season pass anyway without really knowing much. 
I mean, I probably will too, because uh, I like story content like this for games, and Spider-Man looks awesome. I have no doubt in my mind that I'm going to love the game. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I Plus, can't. it's not overly expensive either. I think it's only 20 I bucks. I didn't really look at pricing for that. So, yeah, that's cool. All three in a season pass for $25. Okay. 10 bucks each if you want to buy them individually. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's out of the way. We learned a little bit more this week about other games coming out later this year, such as Battlefield Five and Call of Duty Black Ops 4. We learned a bit, a bit about both of their Battle Royale modes. First up here, Battlefield Five, releasing some details. It's going to be squad-based. 16 squads of four? I believe that's what it said. Is it only squad-based? Yeah, it's only squads. Wow, okay. Which is a strange choice. Yeah, in that my is mind. a strange choice. I mean, it's a thing that fits Battlefield, because mm-hmm. they always have squads, but I agree. That is a strange choice. Yeah, uh, I'm going to read some bullet points from their blog post here. Wage war and a ring of fire that slowly shrinks the battlefield. We saw that in the trailer. Uh, fight to be the last infantry squad standing. Six, uh, 64 players, 16 squads, which is squads of four. Uh, let's see. Vehicles and stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Work together as a squad to secure objectives that grant better and rare gear. Interesting. Okay. Clash on the biggest battlefield map to date. Ooh. The biggest battlefield map. They've made big maps, so. They, they have. Wow. That sounds huge. Yeah. Transform the map with the destruction, which we've we've seen. I think starting in Battlefield Three, they've really started yeah. doing that. Uh, yeah. Was it three or four that they? Re- I think three was. The well, one that they I also started remember doing. it back in Battlefield Bad Company. But like the whole map changing. Oh, like the Levolution. Yeah, shit? the Levolution was that, that Battlefield that was four. Four. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember that was like, wow, next gen. The, that game launched with the consoles, and then it was completely fucking broken yeah. for a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's yeah. cool. It's Also, I don't know if you mentioned this, but Criterion yes. is the one making this. Slightly sad there, to be honest with you. Like, they're a very talented studio. I have no doubt that this mode's going to be cool. But man, they used to make some awesome games like Burnout. I don't think we're allowed to say say Burnout anymore. And now they're like a support studio for other EA games because they helped, they made that Star Wars Battlefront VR thing and now they're making this. And I mean, I know like they kind of shifted a little bit and then they were also making that weird ass game that they were like there's going to be planes and bolts and cars and then had that weird trailer and that's it that's a little sad in a way I think I I want my old criterion back me too but yeah, what what do you think about this uh what this battlefield battle royale looks like here? Looking I, forward to it. I have concerns because of the nature of oh, it's only squads, no duos, no solo queue, at least for what they've announced so far. Mm-hmm. Also, just because I'm a dumbass. Sixteen times four, yes, is sixty four. I 
I know how to do math. You should trust That's me. That's what I thought. So it's only going to be 64 players. Yes. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Now, but let's interesting. shift over to Black Ops 4 Blackout. We've watched a trailer of this before starting it up here. Uh, there are some other... There are some details listed out here. Um, regarding player count and some of the vehicles and stuff that we're gonna see in there, um, let's let's see what we got here. Eighty. Eighty. Apparently, uh, yeah, they did run a beta. They ran a beta on this. And apparently, it's eighty players. Up. Yeah, the beta's coming up soon, I think. Oh, but okay. uh, they said they tested a hundred, but they they're settling right now at eighty because they felt that that was the best. Okay. Yeah, I'm... Hmm. Zombies? Yeah, right. AI zombies in there. So that could be cool. Uh, vehicles, saw lots of different vehicles, yeah. jeeps, helicopters, all sorts of crazy shit, which that hasn't really ever been in a I've, Call of Duty yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, I don't remember flying a helicopter in Call of Duty. No. So that's interesting. Um, this also seems to be somewhat squad-based as well. Yeah. But um, I don't think it's limited to... At least they haven't specified yeah. that it's limited to squads. Right. And But they also showed a lot of, like, Call of Duty-ness yeah. to it. Getting sniped from very far away, which you know is going to happen a lot. Um, whole bunch of stuff. They also revealed the map. I don't know if this is in here, but um, the map is pretty large for this game. Yeah, and it has um, different touchstones from from well-known maps. Yes. I, yes. I think they've already announced that, that that was part of their announcement of this There's mode. Nuketown stuff in the game. <laughs> yeah, sure. The game mode, because why I'm not? I'm going to avoid Nuketown, because I have bad memories of Nuketown. Mm -hmm. Especially when Call of Duty, back in the day, decided, hey, Nuketown 24-7, y'all. Yeah. It could be cool. It really could. But, and it is a shift for Call of Duty, because... Having a large map like this will be interesting. Having 80 players will be interesting. Vehicles, that's a huge game changer. How how long have we been asking for Call of Duty with vehicles? I feel like... I think we've pretty much given up, though. Yeah, and that's point. the thing. People stopped asking. Because it's like, man, what if Call of Duty did, like, what Battlefield's doing? I mean, they, they had did. tanks in World at War. Yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I kind of remember. <sighs> yeah. Sort of. Huh. I don't know. And they sort of had vehicles in World War Two. Yeah, of. yeah, they did have it at in World at War. There were there were definitely tanks. Yeah, in World you at War. couldn't control them, but you could get in them to use. Are you sure? I'm thinking of their their war mode, where like you were escorting the tank and you could get in the tank. But no, there were definitely tanks in World at War. On, on some of the mul bigger mm. multiplayer maps. Okay. Because I remember there was one with, like, the train yard in the middle, the, the the big railroad in the middle that's kind of, like, walled off, and there's two different sides. I don't I remember, kind of remember there being tank, tanks in there. I don't remember that. Huh. But, um... Maybe my memory's bad. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, that'll be a big shift. And, and overall, I mean, it looked very much... It still plays like Call of Duty, though, mm. which I think people will want that. I'm just interested how the Call of Duty community latches on to it. Yeah, and I'm curious how gamble. they keep up with the graphical fidelity of Call of Duty with this big of map. Mm -hmm. I've heard 
Um, this is secondhand information that you're getting right here. I've heard that it might not look as good as regular Call of Duty. Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me because I'm sure they tried as hard as they could to push that player count up to 80 players, which in a way... I like what Battlefield's doing of like they hey, we already know what works. Yeah, they they've always done 64 players. So let's just keep it there but totally change the game mode up. I think that makes sense. And also, I don't think a battle royale mode needs to have 100 players. I think that is the magic number, but it also needs to fit your game. And if you can't get 100 players to work, if it runs like shit or whatever, then then bring it down, whatever. 80 players is still a lot of players. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I This will be an interesting thing to follow. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued, but I don't think I'm going to be picking up Black Ops for launch day or even for a little while, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'd that, rather that's a wait and see for, for me. <laughs> yeah. If, if I can get either of them, I'm leaning towards Battlefield. Same. I just like playing Battlefield more. It looks more exciting to me than Black Ops 4 does. So. Yeah. Those games are a little bit off in the future. But we've got games releasing this week. I didn't look at how long the list was. Tyler, you're scrolling through the list and it's looking longer than I'd like it to be. It is long. I'll get us started here. 428 Shibuya Scramble. A kidnapping in Shibuya brings together a detective, a journalist, a former gang leader, and a big farmer researcher and a part-timer stuck in a cat costume for a series of unexpected events. Can they, or the city itself, make it through the day? Cool. Next up is Apocalypse Rider. PlayStation VR. Apocalypse Rider is a VR or arcade motorcycle game where you must prevail. The high-speed wasteland roads. Avoid hostile traffic and keep surviving. Speeding and riding. Okay. Arcade Islands. Volume 1 is the next game on the list here. Collect treasure as you master 33 games on six exotic islands in your quest to be crowned the ruler of the islands. Play solo or with friends via local co-op and competitive gameplay. Mmm. Destiny 2 Forsaken. We didn't talk about this game at all. The reef has fallen to lawlessness, and now the most wanted criminal in the galaxy have organized a jailbreak at the Prison of Elders. Human Cage 6 have been sent in to bring law and order back to the embattled facility, but things do not go according to plan. Do you think people who live in the reef call themselves reefers i hope (laughs) i'm sorry that was terrible (laughs) dimension drive is the next game (laughs) the intense space shoot 'em up challenges you to fight across two battlefields on one split screen master advanced techniques like the drift drive to dodge bullets in a flash or even flip into reverse drive to hit enemies when they least expect it Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age. Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age follows the perilous journey of a hunted hero who must uncover the mystery of his fate with the help of his charismatic companions. Hmm. Ooh, full blast! 
PlayStation 4 and Vita. With an art style inspired by the 80s and the 90s, Full Blast is a vertical scrolling shooter that will bring a dose of nostalgia to all gamers who spent many an hour at their local arcade engaging in shmups. That little monster in the background. Interesting. The monsters in Dragon Quest XI. Very interesting. Yeah. You should definitely watch that, that, that thing on that website we both like. Okay. I'll have to look at it. Uh, Immortal Unchained PS4. Unleashed in Unforgiving. Can you rise to the challenge? Take the role of a living weapon. Unleashed to stop the source of the cataclysmic event threatening to end all worlds. The big one this week. Marvel's Spider-Man on PlayStation 4. The worlds of Peter Parker and Spider-Man collide in an original action-packed story. In this new Spider-Man universe, iconic characters from Peter and Spider-Man's lives have been reimagined, placing familiar characters in unique roles. So excited for this. Can you also believe that Tomb Raider's out next week? (laughs) It is? Yeah. (laughs) Fuck me, man. I just, I, it like it hit me now with like Destiny Two out and uh, first um, Spider Man coming out of like man, like it's here and like next week's Tomb Raider and it just keeps on fucking rolling and like man, that's crazy. But anyways, Moonfall Ultimate. Moonfall Ultimate is a 2D side-scrolling action RPG set in an industrial gothic universe. Hack, slash, and cast your way through a treacherous, hand-painted world in solo, couch co-op, or endless arcade mode. Oh, man, I forgot. How did I miss this? NASCAR Heat 3. Damn. There are more ways to race than ever before in NASCAR Heat 3 including the newly expanded career mode and new eSports tournaments. Fuck yeah. Plus all your favorite modes are up, are back, and better than ever. Oh yeah. How awesome is that? They're a little late to the party, though, because I think they're over halfway through their season. <laughs> like, I don't okay. With, I don't fucking know this shit. <laughs> That's just that's just funny. NBA Live 19, the one edition. Speaking of games that just kind of just came out. Damn. Show off your signature style on courts around the world as you earn the respect of the NBA stars, legends, and icons who join your squad in journey to be the one in the league, in the streets. NBA Live just coming probably going. Next up, Ninjin Clash of Carrots. Ninjin Clash of Carrots is an anime-inspired beat-em-up with a gaggle of varied enemies, deep customization, and ninjas. Play through side-scrolling worlds consisting of multiple stages and collect carrots stolen by the evil Shogun Mo. I like that. That sounds interesting. You like carrots? I only liked carrots cooked. Okay. How about you? I'll eat a carrot any way it's presented. Okay. I can't... I I have a hard time eating just a raw carrot without anything to, like... Not even just, like, dipping it in ranch, maybe? I can can dip it in something. But if you said just take this raw carrot and eat it, I don't know. 
Okay. Not 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 the biggest fan, but any other way, I'll take them. Carrots are good. How about in your banana bread? Great. Why not? How about how, how do you like carrot cake? Good. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure you're on the right side of the <laughs> carrot cake debate. Yeah. Carrot cake's good. Planet Alpha. PS4. Planet Alpha, a beautiful alien world filled with a... Let's back up. A beautiful alien world filled with mystery and danger. Injured, stranded, and alone, you must harness the power of night and day as you struggle to survive while being pursued by relentless enemies. I like the art of this graphic. Hmm. I don't know if the game's good, but this looks pretty to look at. There's a giant whale man just floating in the sky. It's a boy on a pretty tree. We saw an ad of this next game. We did. Playing before we watched the trailer for the Call of Duty thing. Shadows Awakening. A PlayStation 4 game. Shadows Awakening is a unique isometric single-player RPG with real-time tactical combat. Combat. You take control of a demon summoned from the Shadow Realm to consume the souls of the long-dead heroes and embark on an epic adventure. It looked... It looked okay. Diablo-esque to me. It did. Next up is... Siggy? Or is it Siggy? I'm gonna Dude, say Siggy. Dealer's choice, man. I'm gonna say Siggy. That sounds better. A fart for Melusina on PS4 and Vita. Join Knight Siji as he runs, jumps, and battles in a flatulent quest to save Melusina, the love of his life. Take down hordes of goofy enemies and crazy bosses and make your way to the top of Mount Stinkup. Holy shit. Game of the year. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Yo, we got some anime shit up next. SNK Heroines. Tag Team Frenzy. Grab a friend and enter SNK. Enter the SNK Dream Match in this frenetic fighting party game featuring SNK's iconic heroines in the brand new two versus two fighting game. Ooh. Last one. Zone of the Enders, the second runner. Mars. PSVR, digital and retail. Zone of the Enders, the second runner, Mars Remastered, in 4K in full VR. Enter Orbital Frame Jehuti, Jehuti's Cockpit, and fly through Martian skies. Let me tell you what's in Jehuti's Cockpit. (laughs) (laughs) It me. Put his cock in my armpit. You're just being nasty. Eminem dropped a new album out of nowhere, and it just set the world on fire. Did it, though? I, I heard bad things. So. I haven't listened to it yet, but, I, I mean, it got everybody buzzing. I'll say that. Okay. It must be nice to be that big, though, to where, like, you can just work on music whenever you want and put it out whenever fuck you want. What's the matter? If you want to get creeped out, Hereditary is on PlayStation Video. Mm, I kind of want to watch that. If you want to uh, have a big, dumb day, you can watch Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Okay. That's a dumb movie. Alrighty, alrighty. Football's starting. Football's already started. Football is back. Football is happening. Who's winning? Do you know? I don't have the score up right now. Um, But... N-F-L. This means that 
our weekly fantasy talk is going to be coming back. So y'all can look forward to that next yeah. week. So far, this is saying it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Falcons and Eagles. Yeah. No, I don't want to go here. I'm excited. I am, too. I enjoy the NFL. Yeah, me too. And we expanded our fantasy league with two more people this year, so... Now it's an eight-man league, and there actu- there's actually, like, consequence to dropping players. Exactly. And uh, there will be consequences the whole way through, really. Yeah. I mean, even when the playoffs start, like, even, like, there's going to be competition in the loser's bracket. Yeah. Instead of playing each other twice down there, it'll be... I'm excited. It'll be fun. And, uh... Yeah, just waiting for you to go 0-3. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> just make it all the way. <laughs> Don't win. <sighs> I'm having some internal struggle with how I should feel about that. Who would you rather lose to, though? Like, your brother? No. I feel like that would be awful. He would really rub it in your face. I feel like the two people that would really, really not let it down if it definitely you lost Sam. to them Sam would, yeah, would like, be your brother and Sam. Yeah. They just would not let that go. But if these, I mean, everyone who's fucking did, d- beating yeah. me hasn't let it go. <laughs> yeah. Because they like, know how lucky they've been to beat me. I feel like uh, they would be way worse than me or Luke, though. It's just funny. I, I love the trash talking aspect of fast football. It's fun. The only reason y'all trash talk me is because you know you fucking got lucky. You know hey, that I, I had know. the better team overall throughout the year. I mean, I would say may- maybe last year because you did honestly have the best team. I did not deserve to go out like that, Todd Gurley. You fucking asshole. Why'd you have he to drop off. 40 fucking points on me? He went off on you. And, uh,. <sighs> Yeah, I would say the the first year we it was were, a little we were a little bit more even yeah. you you and me, um, but definitely last year you were by far the class of the field. I think I may have lost <laughs> I lost two games in the regular season, yep. and that was to Luke, who yeah. I lost to in the post. And even if you looked at like points scored, you just blew everybody out of the water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Funny. It's all right. This is my Look year. Look forward to it. This is my year. Oh, boy. I'm glad football's back. Yeah. yeah. I just, it's always the, I guess it depends what you're into, of course, but like the summertime between when basketball ends and football starts is just the worst for sports to me. I, you like you like the football. Yes, I, so I, I watch. That. So in the summer, I have the MLS to watch, right? Which I will say is lesser quality than the English Premier League, which I watch also <laughs> and probably watch more attentively. Yeah. Like uh, it's good if you're into those. It's, and if you're if you're into baseball, there's always ba- right. There's baseball almost every single day during the summer because that's just how their schedules work. That's the thing. I'm not a baseball guy. I would rather watch the golf than baseball. I don't know. If you want to wake up really early, you could watch F1. You could. I love F1, though. It's just on at the worst time. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the worst worst parts of being a sports fan yeah. in, uh, in the States is yeah. F1 happening all over the world. Yeah. I, I really wish F1 was more popular over here. Mm-hmm. 
it's so weird. Like we have, we like we have NASCAR, and then I guess we have the Indy series, the Indy yeah, series. Which yeah, it's I I just don't find that as exciting as F one. No, I I don't either. Uh, I enjoy watching it, but you know, outside of the Indy five hundred, like when does the Indy series really get a massive, massive amount of excitement? Mm-hmm. You know. NASCAR is definitely the most popular racing series over here. It's um, fucking bizarre. Like, I mean, can you imagine actually going to a NASCAR race? I've been to them, dude. I grew up on it. I- I'm serious. My my family is really big into NASCAR, so you I just grew bake up in on the it. sun and drink beer all day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wasn't able to, but the people I went with, absolutely. Um, I went all the way down to Talladega, Alabama. Oh God. So we drove all that way. Hey, when I was a kid and I was really into it, it was a fucking goddamn good time. You know, anymore, uh, I don't watch it as much as I do. Also, because like all the really, really good drivers are retired now, which NASCAR is going to have a hard time in the future just because I feel like younger people are not into it as much as they used to um yeah it it is interesting of like soccer is the most popular sport in the world but it's by far one of the least popular over here has a fan base but nothing like other countries f1 by far the most popular racing in the world definitely not over here (laughs) united states just a little weird on that stuff but hey, football's back, and that's cool. Look yeah. forward to that. The if you real, have any real questions or comments about sports, yeah, we'll definitely take those. Yeah, you can email us at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail or tweet us at PS Report Podcast. Rate us, review us, recommend us to your friends. We'd like you to spread the love. Of the PlayStation Report. If you want to find me directly, you can do that at the Arctic Sloth. If you want to find Tyler and his YouTube channel, look for Plugged On Vids. Yeah. Man, it's going to be... We're going to be recording from a new place next week. Yep. And that's exciting to me. It's exciting to me, too. If you need any help setting up a studio over there, mm-hmm. hit up your boy. I will. I will. I need a desk. You need a desk. Nice desk. Mm. Which there was some desk that we were looking at, so you know, I'm I like building furniture. I'll just throw that one out there. Okay. I I right. enjoy putting furniture together. All right. <laughs> but that'll be all for us this week. Mm-hmm. Until next week. Be good to each other. Play your video games and watch your football. <laughs>